Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to Latinas Watching Bravo. And we are catching up on Roni, of course, with our um, Puerto Rican correspondent, the Super Roni fan, Awen, with us today. I'm so Hi. excited. Hello, Awen. ¿Cómo estás? Hola, hola. And I was just saying when we were offline before we're recording, if you guys can hear in the background, uh, that adorable noise is the cookies. Tell us a little bit about the cookies. So the cookies are like a traditional frog in Puerto Rico. They are actually um, from here, but they have been sourced to Florida, Hawaii, and other rainforest tropical areas like the Galapagos. They're like really small frogs. And that's their mating called cookie. Only oh, they're so cute. So that's what you may be hearing. Pero no se tocan, ¿verdad? Uno nomás los deja tranquilo. Yeah, we just let them be. Oh, Everyone yeah. here just just let them be. They're so cute. If you're in the mountains, the sound is going to be more pronounced. But yeah. So adorable. I love it. It's very soothing it's to me. Good. Okay. So let's get into Roni. We're going to do, for anyone listening, uh, we missed last week because, you know, life was crazy and, uh, you know, I just uh, got caught up in stuff. And of course, I always want to make sure we uh, use Owen's time wisely because she is an essential worker, y'all. She's a nurse. She needs to go save lives during this pandemic. So <laughs> getting into <laughs> the Burning Man episode. Uh, what were your, let's, well, we start off in the beginning right at ebony's apartment and uh what did you think of the big bow i i kind of loved it i know a lot of people hated leah's big bow i was like, <laughs> I was like he reminds me of someone and then someone said what's josie what and i'm like oh my god that's oh, yeah. her. <laughs> i i just i didn't remember her name so has anyone like, made a meme me. yeah with leah and yeah. then like josie yeah. was yeah. on her her head yeah, yeah. Totally. I was like, but uh, but I think, like that, I, like I didn't remember her name, but I had her picture in my mind. Jojo Siwa, like, yeah, yeah, Jojo Siwa. Thank you. I've seen her like so many people were before. like hating on that bow shirt, and I don't know why. I really oh, loved it. Someone, another, another person made a meme about her being like Alexis present because oh Alexis yeah <laughs> does the whole bow on the cars that's so right like, Leah is Alexis and I'm like oh people were like really hating it they were like, people were throwing tomatoes at it on Twitter but it for some reason favorite, but I've seen worse stuff for some reason I really liked it like I would wear it and I don't know I don't know why but I really did. No, I wouldn't wear it like <laughs> no let's, let's just Let's just draw a line. Like, no. But I kind of loved it. That, like, for me, that's the season two glow up. Because she wouldn't yeah. have worn that on season one. Oh, yeah, totally. On season two. So, for me, that's a typical season two glow up where you're, like, branching out and trying more stylish stuff and trying to go there when you are not like that and that's what I was thinking I'm like maybe it's because I'm from Texas and you know we like to be a little bit dramaticas and so I was like oh I like that I don't think maybe if that would have been to warn to something going out fine but it was just to an apartment so I'm like uh no 
and um and ebony is just on her like jack oh, on her yeah, sweater chill clothes yeah and, and, and all chill and here she and comes she starts, with a bow i know i thought it was so funny Almost. You know what I loved about this bow thing? It's because here's what I loved. It's attached to a hoodie. It's like it's like a mix of two worlds, like pageantry and then like home loungewear. And like, I don't know, it spoke to my soul. (laughs) But I understand that it's horrible to other people, but there's some reason. Side note, I once had a friend of mine who's Latino, but not Mexican. And we were catching a flight somewhere. And it was during the holidays. And he's like, friend, why is it that Mexicans love to dress their kids up like Christmas ornaments? <laughs> like, because we love to put like all kinds of shit in our hair and the clothes. And that was the first time I noticed. I'm like, oh, my God, we are a little extra. And so I don't know if that's why um, I really love this book. <laughs> it's like, I like you may be extra but i think as a latino you know in a whole we yeah. are extra right we right go out for we love bright colors like, and all that and i yeah. remember like until a few years ago where i was like i'm done i'm not getting ready for <laughs> a dress i'm getting out of work and you're asking me for a dinner at home yes. with my family for christmas and my yes. mother expected me after working because i i changed jobs but uh-huh. at the first time uh-huh. my first was in the trauma unit in puerto rico the only trauma in the caribbean so it's like i'm working with trauma right and you're expecting me to go home and change to a dress after eight hours of hard work i'm like hell no no por like, eso wouldn't that no. moment be perfect for a hoodie with a big bow on it see what i mean no no <laughs> she said <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> no no i am the ebony type i'm like i'm comfortable i'm chill i'm going here like so now I, you guys can picture us ebony and leah is me and owen and that's yeah. that's our so, style right there i'm oh, ebony so and you're yeah like, totally just in that scene because i hate everything else she wears but that moment <laughs> um, and i get it but i'm like but my mother would be frustrated because she's like it's christmas everyone has to dress up right, and i'm like right. um, no i'm not going to yeah we're going to get it in jeans and a cute top that's it i'm not yeah. going to get a dress i am not going to do my hair i am not going to do a whole lot of makeup because I'm tired and I want to sleep. But if you want to want me to be there and be present, I'm going to change. Mm-hmm. Oye, si allá to... ustedes también celebran Nochebuena, or is that just a Mexican oh, thing? Oh, okay. No, Nochebuena. Esa es la noche, verdad? Like the big night. Yeah. Nochebuena, sí. Nochebuena, Navidad, y obviamente el 31 y el 1. Uh-huh. Y Reyes. Y de, claro, claro. Los Reyes Magos. Um, hey, did were you able to get um? Ay, ¿cómo se dice? Ya se me olvidó ahorita en el momento. El el pastel. Ay, ¿cómo se dice en español? The. Válgame Dios. Donde donde tienen el baby Jesus. Ay, ¿cómo se llama? La rosca. La rosca. Ah, okay. What do you guys do for Reyes Magos? For Reyes Magos, we only have the well, we pick um, grass. Cogemos, recogemos grama. 
y le damos grama a los reyes magos. Oh, sí. I love so, this. I never niños, knew that. So, los niños buscan grama en una caja de zapatos casi siempre. O en una caja así de marrón o así, cualquiera. Uh -huh. Mi niña eran cajas de zapatos, ahora son cajas de Amazon. Así que... Oh. And eh, I've heard that before in other cultures that they would put like a simple present in a shoebox. I've, I've, I've actually heard that of like different cultures. Se busca, se busca grama la noche antes, el niño le deja grama y le puede dejar, tú sabes como lo, en Santa Claus se le deja galletas y uh -huh. pues acá se le deja o grama para que los camellos coman, porque como los reyes vienen con los camellos, los, los camellos tienen que comer. Claro. Y que darle comida, pues tienen que comer y ellos lo que comen ya es grama. Mi madre se emocionaba y nos dejaba una línea de grama por toda la casa y nos levantábamos y veíamos grama y hasta en un, una vez que hasta hizo hasta pisadas de fango. Mami se emocionaba mucho. Oh, I love ella, that. I never knew that about Puerto Rico. That's entonces, so cool. Y tú te levantabas y lo que tú encontrabas era, ¿sabes? Así de regalo, pero lo que encontrabas era así, la grama rega, que ella la misma la regaba, pero ella misma después la limpiaba porque nosotros éramos chiquitos, adiós. <risa> claro. Pero ella feliz la, la limpiaba porque pues ya lo que quería ver la sorpresa de nosotros uh -huh. asistiendo cuando éramos chiquitas. ¿Y luego todavía se junta la familia en la noche? ¿O, o sí. así? Oh, ok. No, sí, sí entonces sí, ahí tenemos, nosotros los latinos siempre buscando unión con la familia, sí, ¿verdad? Sí. Razón celebrar juntos. Y, a, y hacer fiesta. Este año, este, como no, nos daba mucho miedo porque El Paso era un hotspot y nos daba mucho miedo entrar a la panadería a comprar una rosca. Entonces mi mamá y yo nomás fuimos a Dunkin' Donuts y compramos dos donas. Okay. Así fue nuestra rosca. <ríe> Celebrando los Reyes Magos en, en la pandemia. That's how we did it. <ríe> Okay, um, sorry guys, but see, you guys are learning with us. I love this. Um, one of my favorite things is that Alwyn is in Puerto Rico. And so she's able to share with us all the beauty and highlights. And uh, I just love it. I love hearing stories of like what, what is different in Puerto Rico. So cool. So shout out to all the Puerto Ricanas uh, listening. Ustedes también usan Boricua, ¿verdad? Ajá. Uh -huh. Uno sí. puede decir boricua. Okay, so shout out to sí, the, the boricuas. <laughs> Now going back to Ebony, um, I'm dying to know who her fiance is. Have you seen anything? I can't find him. The fiance ex, with three no. kids. No, because that's an ex, and because that was an ex, I think that she like deleted everything. Yeah. Beforehand. So because that's what I'm dying to started, know about her. Because when she started like taping it, it was already like done right right but he but he has money but because he was paying that apartment that's my next goal to find who he is so, and now we leave ebony's apartment and we go um oh to your girl sonia rita tell me so what did what you was, think uh, i was like yeah i told you this was what's going to be about season for her yeah it looks like it And this is where she meets with the healer and she breaks yes, down crying. Her, the healer Alita. Yes. That's been her healer for a few years. That, That really broke my heart. Did it break your heart or did you yes, see this coming? It was, really sad. it was 
no, it was okay. It broke my heart because I didn't think that she was still so hung up on, on her ex. Right. Because this has been her story for the past nine years. Mm-hmm. So this was the same story that we had at the beginning when we met her as a housewife. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't been able to move on. Mm-hmm. So there's something, and it's like I said to you the other time that we talked about the townhouse. It's like, come on, you could have renovated that townhouse. You could have painted something. Mm-hmm. Why are you still having your ex's um, workout room over there? That's where she's meeting Alida. Right. Because she's having her healing session on her ex's workout room. Now, my early memories of Roni are hazy. Does Did we ever find out? Was it him that cheated on her? Is that what happened? Well, he they divorced and he married a friend of a friend of hers. Oh, but apparently rumors has it that she had cheated on him. Okay, I thought I had heard that, but she's in so much pain. I was like, well, was it him? Rumors are that apparently she had cheated on him. And then but I think that he had also. He decided to divorce, to ask for a divorce, or she, well, she says that she's the one that asks, that asks for the divorce because he ended up cheating with a friend of hers. Wow. Then they, they end up marrying. So he ended up marrying her friend. Wow. So for me, she still hasn't moved on from that. And no one has been like good for her that mm-hmm. has come along. And, and she talks about it because she doesn't have the security. She doesn't have the comfort and just being able her rock because she talks about leaning on someone, her friend. And that's what she's missing. I mean, it and was it, so heartbreaking to watch her like really just break down. I think this is the most honest we've seen Sonia in a long time, like she is really going time, through it. But for me, it's like there's something else holding you to it because you it's been nine years and you haven't been able to move on. Yeah. There's something else holding, and I don't know what it is, and I don't think that she even knows. And mm-hmm. right now, when we are like seeing her spiraling mm-hmm. because she's facing it. But at the same ch- time, she's using alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's self-medicating. So, yeah. She's um, she's having a Dorinda year. Like, And now I yes. understand why mm-hmm. she always would tell Dorinda we're going through the same thing. And of course, for Dorinda, that was extremely insulting because she's like, no, my husband died. Like yours, right? That's very different, and I get it. But now looking at her, and I agreed with Dorinda back then. But watching her go through this, I think what Sonia really meant was, we're both in the same place where we are living a future we did not want. That's what she meant. That's totally. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. And it's sad, and I love Sonia, and I want the best for her. But this is something that still just on the top of the surface you know this mm-hmm. is just boring. totally this hasn't boiled over Esto todavía le falta. right oh, so now we head to the Hamptons um yes. what were your thoughts Hamptons part one so 
<laughs> I really liked that Ramona opened her house for five days. So that guarantees at least five episodes because they are so crazy that it's going to be almost an episode per day. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're going to do some crazy stuff every day and it's going to be a lot. So I'm pretty sure that we are going to have like five Hampton days or at least four, four mm-hmm. to five days of them just being in the Hamptons and doing stuff. I like the burning uh, Leah of um, wanted to do a burning man thing and Ramona offered her backyard. So it was interesting. I like that they had the burning man thing. It was something different, something other housewives have, haven't done. Because I'm a little tired of the of the of the themes repeating on all the housewives. That mm-hmm. theme, for example, you know, mystery house. Let's go to break something and release our stress. Let's go, you know, wineries. Those are I understand. We are in a pandemic and and in quarantine, and it's really difficult. But when you see most of the time, almost all of the housewives did the same stuff. And if they had parties, they were theme parties, like mystery dinner, someone died, something like that. But this is completely different, being Burning Man. Yeah, and it was kind of cool to see them being all like free in the in the wilderness, right? Yeah, totally. And Especially them, because they're always like wound up really tight. <laughs> yeah, your office is sorry, darling. You know, money can't buy you class. Alaluan. Right. Right. What you did know? you think about um, the the big um, scene with Ramona's, uh, again, her typical Ramona flawed self of the help and then calling her the wrong name, the director? Yeah. So for someone that hasn't watched the episode, Ramona wanted to have a guest service help during the week so that she didn't want, as she said in her confessionals, she didn't want the dildo in the pasta again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like last season. Right. The vibrator in the pasta again, like last season. So she wanted someone to help her with the daily stuff with the girls. Okay, fine. Awesome. But she doesn't remember the name the, the woman's name that's helping her. Her her name is Michelle and she's calling her Diane. Diane. Yeah. And that's the thing is that time. they give her I an official like, title. No, she's I'm, a director no. of hospitality. Yeah, like. something like that. <laughs> and and the thing is that she's like, no, I'm Michelle. Oh yeah, sure. Michelle. Diane. Diane. No, no, no. I'm Michelle. Oh, you're Michelle. Okay. I'm like, girl, like, come on. This hasn't been that, like, if we are seeing it three times, they have at least taped it like 10 times. Right. And it's like Ebony said in the first episode, right? I think she said uh, Ramona has a listening problem. Yes, totally. (laughs) Not the earache, but a listening problem. Um, I'm really glad that Ramona mentions the whole, the help comment. And she's like, she's like mm-hmm. yes i just get my help wrong mm-hmm. and that's when ebony goes like wait what absolutely and what i loved that. about that scene is that ebony immediately was like did she just say the help and the camera's on her and leah leah's like sniffing the meat she didn't even catch that mm-hmm. and i think that's such a great example of the different 
you know like what is it alternative universe i don't know the different worlds we're walking in because that is something that has always bothered me about roni especially when they travel to latin america or specifically mexico because they go there a lot right um Mm -hmm. and then last season i found an old tweet of mine where i called out leah because they were at the hamptons at ramona's and they were picking on leah about setting the table and being helpful and she's like well i did i gave them to your your woman out there And I was so pissed off because I was like, she has a fucking name and she's not property. She's not Ramona's woman. She doesn't belong to you. She's a human being with a name. And like, te cuesta mucho ir a pedirle like what you can't go and fucking ask her for her name. Oh, so I was livid. So I was, I was really happy that they, they, um, well not actually no they didn't have this moment again ramona fucked up again yeah (laughs) ramona Ramona mentioning that help and everyone picking up on wait did she call her the help again and what a difference finally we have someone Um, that can have that conversation otherwise no one does yeah so then afterwards that we see just over there ramona Leah, Leah and Luan. Leah, Ramona mentions that Heather is going to come for the for the for the next few days, for a few days while they are in the Hamptons. Leah has a problem with it because she knows what Heather has been saying on the podcast because Heather has a podcast, and she has been talking about the girls, about Luan, Sonia, and Ramona. So, and she's been saying mean stuff about them so Leah mentions it and Ramona just like no 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 don't mention it like brushes us to the side and she's like no 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 just let it go don't bring it up it's going Mm -hmm. to be a problem Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but that's but Leah is like "Uh, this is going to be a problem like yeah yeah they're setting setting it up for next next week yes so then but they get dressed they get dressed for the burning man burning man whose outfit did you like the most well i have to say (laughs) you hated all of them (laughs) it's not yeah well i liked leah's because leah's was wild i would i'm an ebony so i would wear ebony Mm -hmm. if i wouldn't wear anything but i liked Leah's because Leah had the cowboy hat with the mesh, the the chaps on, like she and she has a banging body. Like mm-hmm. I am, girl. If you have it, show it and you right. can do it. Like awesome. So I like that. Um, I was surprised with Ramona because it's been a long. Ramona has come a long way since mm-hmm. the first time when yep. she was. In- I can't be here if you're discussing naked pictures. Discussing. I know, right? And now she's over here with nipple pasties. Thank you. She has a meshed up nipple pasties, a, a mini skirt that she's trying to shake her butt, but she doesn't know how to shake it. So that's not because she's on the floor cleaning um, dog pee. And she's like, and Sonia is taping her, like doing a love with her. She's like, go and shake it, shake it. And Ramona shakes her shoulders and not her ass. And I'm like, <laughs> don't even try. 
I, you know, I have to admit, uh, Ramona's not my favorite, but she looked really good. I mean, the woman is 65. I would love to look like that when I'm 65. She looked really good. Yeah, I think my best dress go to her and Leah. I really yeah. thought Ramona kind of brought it, you know. I'm I'm actually very surprised by her right now. <laughs> yeah, because Ramona, I I like the Ramonas just because she was open to it. Because yeah, the whole point of Burning Man, and she even the hair. People weren't liking the hair, but I'm like, but it's Burning. It's Man. Burning Man, yeah. Uh huh. So if she had like a few strands of purple and something in her hair, that's a lot for her. So like, come on, people, give totally. her a break. Yeah, so, I thought they did good. The one that I thought was the most boring was uh the Countess. I was like, girl, come on, shake it up. That Countess was like the uncle from National Lampoons. <laughs> oh my like, god, to go back about someone, and I'm like, yeah, but that's a weird movie. Oh my god, I'm that's like, so funny. The thing is that someone had the same thought about me, and I saw it in a meme, and I started cracking up. <laughs> I don't know what time that someone they were like, "Are you okay?" Because I couldn't stop laughing. Oh my god, I have to look it up. <laughs> because I was like, it reminds me of someone like in my mind. The tacky like, uncle that has the white shoes that yeah. gives yeah, yeah. Gives- <laughs> yeah. with the whole Svika, Svenka, whatever the hat. The oh hat, my god, that's so funny. The hat that they have that they use that it's um. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up. It's funny. What'd you so think funny. about the ceremony uh, of Burning Man? And I liked it because it opened, it offered for them to be exposed to Ebony. Mm-hmm. And Ebony actually talked about her personal life. Mm-hmm. And she talked about her being just don't having a family, being just her mother, her grandmother, and her. Like, all three of them only and I think that a part of it really brought them together because Ramona could identify with her and that's a lot because Ramona can't identify with no one right but Ramona saw herself because she knew what she because she knows that that's the same for her Ramona only has Avery Mm -hmm. yes Mario is her ex but when you look at it she only has Avery Mm mm-hmm And her 50 closest girlfriends, right? Yeah. But when you talk about family, per se. No, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She only has Avery because she doesn't talk to her family. Luan, she has family, but she never mentions it. Sonia doesn't have any family also. So she only has her kid. Mm -hmm. But when you look at it, like they were seeing, they understood her pain. They understood her, her solitude, her her loneliness they understood that and I, and for me that was interesting for you what and for me that was interesting that they were able to open up and receive what ebony was sharing because that group especially ramona is not a person that receives information she is not able to be empathic right. with another person so when for her to be open to ebony like that and comment i was surprised i agree um for me that was my biggest takeaway of this episode i tweeted out how much i appreciated ebony really talking about that because i think 
Uh, for me, I went through a lot of that during the pandemic at the beginning, like I really spiraled. I was having a lot of anxiety and really just a mental breakdown. Like a lot of us were instantly, I like started rethinking all my career choices. Cause in chasing my career, I have often closed the door on relationships. And at the time when it was happening, I was like, no, I have to do this now, you know, my career, my career, because I'll never get another chance. I'll never get another chance. And the pandemic hits and like everything stops. And I don't know what happened to me. I legit became a weeping woman. Like I remember going because I came home to quarantine, right? And to help my mom. And I remember going into her room and I was just sobbing. And I was like, I never got married. I never had children. What's going to happen to me? Like I was spiraling and I could feel myself spiraling and I didn't know how to stop it because I had all of a sudden fear of Mm -hmm. my mortality. Um, that, that I, that when, like when the time comes, my mom passes, I will be alone in this world. And I saw that happen again, like with Teresa, when, when she, when she was crying and I remember bawling my eyes out when they were doing the montage to her father. And she said, um, I'm alone in this world. You know, my parents are gone and, and, and I'm alone. I feel like an orphan. And I was like, <gasps> I was sobbing. Cause again, I had these same fears and yeah. what does that mean? So for her to then not only be vulnerable and share that, first of all, it made me feel not crazy because I really didn't even tell that to my friends. I felt super crazy. Um, but it it did cause me this mass reflection. And I started just like, mom, what happens if another pandemic hits and I'm older and, and no one's going to help me. And and what if I can't do stuff on the computer? Like I was just like a mile a minute. And then instantly just thinking, I never had children. I never, I know I should have married. I was thinking of like old ass boyfriends that I hated that I was like, I should have just married him and had kids. Like, Oh my God, I was spiraling. If anyone's listening, thinking that me speaking right now is spiraling, it was like times a thousand in my head. And I was sobbing. I couldn't even stop myself. It was crazy. So I appreciated that she spoke to us working single women, right? And we were reflecting. Because I'm in the same boat. Right. I, I, at the same time, I was like, I don't have anyone. I I have my family, my brother, my sister, but that's it. Right, right. And no one, my mother is like disappointed because none of us is like in a hurry to get married and have kids. Right. And she wanted to be a young grandmother. Right. But that hasn't happened. So it's like, uh-huh. Right. It like made, made the space that. Did you go through that at the beginning of the pandemic? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay. It's not just me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I yeah. thought about it. Like I wasn't in a depressing, like, you know, crying, like, oh my God. But I thought about everything that you said. I thought about it and oh my, my mind just wondered. And I was like, oh my God, this is totally crazy. Like, I just hope because it happened a hundred years ago, I'm going to be long gone by the time another pandemic it happens hit. again. Like, yes. Let's, hope, let, let's just hope because it appears if you go through history, like every hundred to 120 years, something like a pandemic hit that's what i told my niece i was like baby girl tu eres la única. so like you are gonna have children and you need to send them to go che- check on your tia do not forget how much you love me right now when i'm old <laughs> exactly she just like laughs at me she's like tia i would never forget i'm like mm, i want it in writing because you know mm-hmm. 
we don't, we don't know who you're going to grow up to be. It's just, but I was totally spiraling. Um, and so I love that if anyone is like listening and being like, well, this is depressing. What I was going to say is that what I, I loved about her story at the end, she takes us through the emotions, the same fears, the same thoughts. And then she offers hope. She says what I offer into, you know, the fire of the moment is that she wants to broaden her definition of family. And I thought that was so amazing. I had never even thought that. Like, what if we redefined what family is, aka the Golden Girls, right? Like, you make yeah, your own family. Because I've even I've read stuff of girls, like of women already buying like a property together and stuff. Property together for that when they are they are older because they're right so down. Yep. So, because when they are older, they're going to be living there, and they're and it's property that they each of them have like their own bathroom, their own room, their whole mini, you know. So, like it's like a mini studio, and people they're like six something like that, and they have mm-hmm. common areas for kitchen, living room, and all that. Yeah, I I think this is probably the way of the future. And we, yeah. and it's not even like that far fetched. We've seen it in sitcoms before, you know, and in movies, there was mm-hmm. like girl power, you know? And so, um, I love that she ended that on that note and it really helped uplift me from the memory of my spiral. I was like, that's true. Like I released it with her in that moment. I was like, yes, I need to broaden my own definition of what family is. And so I just loved that whole scene and I get why she had to go to bed early. I mean, it was a lot. I felt like it was, it was a lot of energy. Draining. Yeah. It was emotionally draining. And they were like, oh, you did the Irish goodbye. And I'm like, girl, let it let it be. This is yeah. a hard come on. This is a really hard group. And she was emotionally and she said it. She was, I'm okay. I just want you to guys to keep having fun. Yeah. But I'm emotionally drained. Like I am done. And I know my limits. And this is it. And I love that. I love that. <laughs> and then you know what did she say? I know how Leah gets. <laughs> She's like, I- I'm yeah. done. <laughs> I know how Leah parties. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand. And I'm like, yeah, I've done a few Irish goodbyes. So I'm like, oh, go for ahead. Sure, for sure. And then we close the entire episode out with a comical moment, which I thought was hilarious. Um, Ramona <laughs> asking if it's Morley or Marley. <laughs> oh, totally. Like, what is Morley? What? <laughs> You're my best friend. Sonia starts yelling at her. Oh my God. You're my best friend and you don't know my dog's name. I kind of agree with Sonia on that though. I was like, really, Ramona? Really? <laughs> and then yeah. Sonia's and the like, other... what if what if we call Coco? What did she say? Cuckoo, cuckoo. Cuckoo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Oh cuckoo. my God. That's why we call Coco. And she's like, no, yeah, 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 it's Marley. <laughs> Another small scene that I don't know if you saw. It was when they were preparing for the Burning Man. And this is why I love Sonia and Ramona. And the two have to be together on the show. Because they are really the yin to the yang. And they cannot be without the other one. They were getting ready for the, they were pre- preparing stuff for the Burning Man at night. Mm-hmm. And they were going to, and Ramona wanted the, Pool to be heated at 95 degrees for the water to be warm like 85 or 95 oh, yeah and they're trying to find how to turn it on 
the things that the woman had in the pool was cold and she was yeah. like mad so ramon and sonia went to the to the pool equipment to find out and to turn it on and all that and that small clip had me laughing because that's classic sonorita absolutely i thought they were so funny they were like lucy and ethel classic them that's just like classic scene (laughs) of of them and that's what i like to see about from them yes i thought that was hilarious and to her credit, so was it Sonia that found it that made it work? She found the book, or one of them was like, "What happened to the day when you could just hit stuff and it would work?" <laughs> that was funny. Also, I was like, "Yeah, I remember." Well, geriatric millennial heels, right? <laughs> I was so I mad about that. Yeah. I was like, "How dare they call us geriatric?" I remember what? my grandpa, my grandpa going, "Go over there and hit it." Yeah for uh us geriatric millennials (laughs) yep oh my god that's so funny okay so that brings us up anyone listening we are done with um episode what was that two and now we go into episode three yes now we're going to episode three okay so let's start off they pick up still at the end of burning man after burning man the the morning after burning man so the morning after Burning Man, everyone's waking up and everyone's like, oh, hi, and all that. Sonia and Ramona are in bed because they're, uh, they are sharing Ramona's bedroom and because they have to sleep together always. So they are talking about how Ebony did the Irish goodbye, but, mm-hmm. they, were, but they understand that they are a hard group. Yeah, so Sonia really kind of defended uh, Ramona. I mean, Ebony, I thought that was like, really cool. I was like, interesting because for me, I was... I'm like, whoa, this is weird that you're defending someone that you just met. Right. In another situation, she would have been in back. She, she doesn't want to be a friend then. We are not going to be her friends. But no, she's like, we are a hard group. Maybe she was just tired. It was a hard. It was a yeah, she was actually very sympathetic and insightful in her like, conversation. I, actually, I was like, whoa. And then what? did you see the the Ramona memes where Ramona doesn't give two shits about this conversation? Yeah. <laughs> totally. I saw that. I was really happy about that. I was like, That's <laughs> she's so damn insensitive. Oh my god, she's so funny. Um, so we go on, and oh, then there's the conversation with Leanne and Ebony. Le- uh, Luan. 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 Oh, I'm sorry, Luan, not Leanne. Luan, the countess, she goes to find an uh, an L clip or something like that. And and she's like, so, honey, you did an Irish? And Luan brings up once again the Irish goodbye. I'm like, good God, people, what is with you and the Irish goodbye? She did and move on. Mm -hmm. And if someone doesn't know what an Irish goodbye is, an Irish goodbye is when you leave the party without saying goodbye. You just Mm -hmm. disappear. Mm -hmm. They call that through that because in the year in the when they were leaving Ireland's from Ireland to the States people will leave in the middle of the night without saying goodbye so that's the Irish goodbye oh I didn't know that we learned yeah. something every day here there you go because the fama the the fama fam, uh-huh. fama uh-huh. you the know fama. Uh-huh. la gente se estaba tratando estaban escapando en medio de la noche para Estados Unidos, o sea, para América o, o, esta, o por el mal era todo para América y se iban a mitad de la, en medio de la noche y no se despedían de nadie. 
Oh, wow, that's kind of sad. Y, y como quien dice, desaparecían del país. Uh -huh. Wow. El Irish. That is so sad. Tú, tú salir de, un par, de una fiesta sin tú despedirte de, na de nadie, pues era un Irish goodbye. I'm the queen of Irish goodbyes. Just saying. Yeah, I, I, I knew the expression meant to dip out, but I never knew the history behind it, that it was because people would leave and never see their family yeah. member again. Ooh, that's sad. Um, yeah, I'm the queen of dipping out to, you know, Latino parties, we like to go for days. And so at the same time, if you start, <laughs> I go to the hostess, I'm like, I'm going great party. I'm go Yeah. You're nice. You know You're a good one. I don't. I uh, this is my classic dip out. No, I go to the hostess. That, that's it. I'm not going to everyone. Well, if it's a friend, I'll go to the hostess. If it's my family, no, I just dip out. I tell them, oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to the restroom. And then I run out of there. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, yeah, sure, bye. No, I, go, I at least go to the hostess. If not, I'm like, I have to work. Sorry, bye. See you, everyone. And I'm gone. Yeah, I have some primas now that are onto my thing. And they're like, ah, that what? Because everyone knows that I have weird, weird hours for work. And I'm the only one working through holidays and all that. Yeah. They're like, okay, goodbye. Oh, here. I'm like, no, no, I'm going, I'm going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I run out of, out of there. Yeah, if I, can, if I really can't, can't, I, I do the classic, oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to the restroom. But I have some primas that are onto me and they're like, don't lie, she's leaving. And I'm like, no, I promise. I'll be back. And then I still leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she starts talking to, back to Ebony. She tells, I thought it was a really great background story that we got to see into yeah. Ebony talking about why the comment to help, um, uh, you know, the is thing is that not correct to use. Talking, yeah, because I'm sorry too. But no. when they are talking, Ebony wants to bring up to Luan why that she wants to talk to mm -hmm. Ramona about the help comment. Mm -hmm. And what it bothered her. And Luan says, oh, but honey, that's Ramona. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not going to change her. Like, that's her. That's Ramona. That's part of the package of Ramona. Mm -hmm. Ramona has many faults, and that's one of them. Mm -hmm. I'm like and at the same time that opened my eyes because I already had made the same excuse mm -hmm. and you can see Ebony doing like wait no it doesn't have to be I don't have to accept it and it's true we don't have to accept it mm -hmm. but I, I in my mind I actually replied just as Luan said oh honey mm -hmm. that's Ramona like just let it go because I don't think that you are going to get through to her. So that's why I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad for Ebony because she won't get through to, Lu to Ramona. That's yeah, what I was upset. Yeah, and I think a lot of viewers probably agree with you, especially because we know Ramona, right? But at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, it, it does make me upset. Like, why do we always have to uh for I, I can't think of an english term but tragarnos la tierra right like why do we always have to just take it because there's an old white woman and i agree with you though i thought it was going to go really badly no and it didn't la cosa es que a mí lo que me sorprendió fue que yo misma caí en el pensamiento de luan y dije espérate pero como yo tengo que pensar así porque yo estoy tirándole en mi mente le estoy tirando automáticamente a ebony en el sentido de que Ay, lo vas a hacer mal, como que ella no te va a escuchar, y como quien dice, en mi mente estoy defendiendo 
ya automáticamente uh -huh. categorizan a Ramona que Ramona no va a escuchar. No, uh -huh. Ramona es una adulta. Uh -huh. Pero como right. uh -huh. contexto y tantos años viendo a Ramona cómo se comporta, ya automáticamente mi mente había hecho un, había asumido de que pues, olvídate, esto va a ser un problema por Ebony y Ebony va a perder su tiempo. Eso fue uh -huh. lo que yo pensé cuando ella está hablando con Luana. Yeah, on that part, I do agree with you. I thought it was going to go really badly. Um, like, I agree with her that, you know, because only because it's bothered me for so many seasons. So I was really like, fuck yeah, we need to address this. But I agree with you where I was like, oof, this is going to probably go really poorly. Um, and I'm surprised it didn't, you know, at the at the wine. Where did yeah. they go? The apple? The winery. The winery. Because then Lou of all people. Lou is sober. She started the season sober as Leah. Leah has been eight months sober and mm -hmm. Lou has just been one month sober when they started taping. And Lou, in every episode so far, has had a, her fall rosé. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. A fall rosé that she's going to merchandise and she's going to sell soon. Oh, good point. Is that why you think she's doing this whole thing? Yeah, but no. Oh, okay. I think that I think that she's just creating, you know, the fall rosé, mm -hmm. a fake rosé. Mm -hmm. And I think that she's just getting dependent on it. So you agree with Leah, Leah's comment that it's probably more harmful? Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, in the end of the episode, so that I, I didn't want to bring it up, but yes. So... So okay, yeah, let's go back. Um, so we arrived to the to the vineyard. To the winery that mm -hmm. Luan decided to organize because yeah. she wanted to go over there. Uh -huh. That one, that's not. It was thing. really cute, by the way. I thought it was super cute. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's really pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that type of wineries. I've been to some in California, and they are like really nice. Super cute. Yeah, I've been to some in like Napa, but I didn't know. Um, you could find that in like New York. In um, New York, yes, there's there's a few. So there's pretty. Few. So they they can be found over there. And then we have the big moment. Ramona re remembers the waitress's name. <laughs> yes, and that's when it comes because they get seated, and she's like, "Ramona, it's thank you, Lindsay." The waitress name is Lindsay, and she's like, "Thank you, Lindsay, for everything. Thank you, thank you." <laughs> and that's what Ebony uses to say oh Ramona it's interesting that you remembered Lindsay's name I'm so glad that you said it and then Ebony talks about how the help comment but Ebony is really and I think this is where her ex-job as a Fox News correspondent mm -hmm. comes to play because she knows how to talk to Ramona mm-hmm And she talks how to talk to that type of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm saying that type of people. And it's the people that are like Ramona. Yeah, the Magas, the Trumpers. Yeah. The Trumpers. And if mm -hmm. you're a Trumper, I'm sorry, but you know. I'm not. I make it real clear on our channel. I have no capacity for that. So, <laughs> you know, our yeah. listener. Mm -hmm. So, and that's part of what Ebony used to deal with every day. So mm -hmm. she knows how to talk to the Mona and reach her point to Ramona and bring her point to Ramona about the help, how it's used, how it's bad for being used that way. 
Right. And Ramona accepts it. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I, I just that it was because she's helping me. I just decided to help. And she's like, yeah, but you took it literal where you're actually not as the demeaning context, someone. Yeah. But you're actually, especially in the context of our nation. Mm-hmm. And Ramona apologized. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, good God, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned her background because I was really upset at that scene. I was like, God, again, why do we always have to like fucking tiptoe tiptoe around white fragility and like, oh, let let me let me spoon feed you white women so that you um, are able to see your own mistakes? Because if I just tell you like an adult, you know, you'll start crying and backlash and all that. So like a part of me fucking hates that we, and this happens to me on the, on my own channel too. Like I, and a lot of Latinas will DM me and they're like, you don't have to fucking apologize. You don't have to explain yourself. And I'm like, no, I know you guys are right. And I find myself also placating to like white fragility sometimes. And I catch it and it annoys the shit out of me because the truth is it's true. If we are equals in the world, the same way that Ramona just fucking says whatever the hell she wants because she is a white woman in America, Ebony should also be able to say, this bothers me, and let me tell you, uh, I don't like it. And that should be the end of it, period. But I was pissed for a while, and then I came to the same conclusion you did. I'm like, oh, that's right. She worked at Fox. And so I feel like Ebony has been trained exactly what you said to deal with this type of person thinking the MAGA, the Trumpers. And so then I I was able to like, you know, bring myself back to like, this isn't her placating. Cause I know there's a lot of Latinas that probably were feeling the same way where, you know, a lot of us shit's not changed in the country, you know? And so it's real hard sometimes to see that, but I agree with what you're saying. I think this was her at work. You know, this was like she said, I haven't had to deal with uh, so many white women in a room at one time, you know, <laughs> like she's having to navigate these waters. And I I agree with you. I was like, oh, this is this is Fox News, Ebony. She is deescalating and giving her bite, feeding her like a child bite sized pieces so that she can um, get her point. Get across. Her point across. Yeah. And so, like, and I hate it like- that we have to go that route, but I understand it. But the thing is that you can see in that same episode how she, Ramona, accepts and listens to Ebony. Mm-hmm. But then Leah, and then Leah confronts her, Ramona about not donating the plasma. Right. For COVID, as she had said before. Uh-huh. And she's like, I donated it. No, you didn't. And Ramon and Leah just goes for her. And while you listen to Ramona explain what she did in, in Miami and all that, you know that she didn't donate. Right. Ramona won't be won't accept it. Right. So let it go. You already showed the world, like she has shown the world already that everyone that watches that episode knows that Ramona is lying. So if Ramona doesn't want to go, you're already calling her a liar to her face mm-hmm. a few times. And she's still like, no. I am not lying. Okay, fine, whatever. Everyone knows when by by watching that episode that she's lying. So move on. Yeah. But then Leah just it's so mad and it's so mad that she, at Ramona for lying about it. 
that she just harps on and on and on and on. And they are like fighting. And that's not getting through to Ramona at all. Mm-hmm. So that for me, that was a great example of how to deal with Ramona. Communicative styles. Well, but see, that's the that's the that's the part that irritates me. I don't have to tiptoe around you. You should be a, a an adult and be able to have a conversation. You yeah, know, why do Ramona we have to down. tiptoe around but Ramona? Sure. But I'm not talking about tiptoeing because Ebony was very clear about her point. Why bothered the hell the help comment? Why historically it's wrong. So Ebony made her point across and she made it clear, you know, heard. But Leah is trying to confront Ramona and they're just like yelling at each other. Yeah, it's communication style. My only thing with Ebony is that, again, if she is telling you, don't do this, that should be the end of the conversation. You know, like if an Asian woman tells me, you know, that that's not cool. I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, I didn't or justify myself for me. That is the end of the conversation. No need to explain, you know, but I get it. It's a show of person, but the MAGA, the Trumpist person or MAGAs want to justify, but at the same time, they're like, you're going to justify and try to, you know, not listen to it at first, but for like, I just hate that we always have to tailor our messages so that oh, yeah. we can you know get I them guess. to you know that's what i hate but as far yeah. as like leah's communication style um i was gonna ask you what you think about that uh, not as a roni fam but like as an essential worker someone who has seen this pandemic face forward what do you feel about someone that is like legit lying about being uh, someone who saves lives when they're not you know that's just so low and so disrespectful and I understand it and and I'm like all put off by it by it but at the same time it's like it's Ramona it's a show like Mm -hmm. not the end of the world it's like um for me you can move on you already Mm -hmm. pointed to everyone that she's a liar you exposed her you did it on national tv that she's a liar what more do you want from her that she lied she's not going to accept it right so everyone knows it move on she's a liar yeah i think for leah and i'm not the biggest leah fan i've said this in the ig stories i'm always like on the fence with her she's like jennifer aiden to me like one week i like her the next week i hate her um i think with her what i've noticed though in her personality i think because she's judged so harshly she then expects them to live up to the same code. And that's why she fights so hard for the authenticity because like they really railed her last season on her drink, especially Ramona on her drinking, like judgment. Like she passed a lot of judgment on Leah. And so Leah's now got this one thing and and it's a fucked up one. Like you are an asshole out here in a pandemic acting like you saved lives when you didn't, you know, and, and not even wearing a mask and shit. She's like those people. And so I think for Leah, there might be a lot of this resentment of last year that you judged me so harshly for everything, her drinking, her tattoo, her, you know, Peter yeah. boy, you judge, you judge, you judge. And now here we are. And you want to just cop out and be like, I said what I said. I gave my statement. 
And so I think that's really the root of her pissed offness. Like, oh, hell no. You held my feet to the fire. Now I'm going to hold yours. But at the end of the day, you're right. Ramona's Ramona. She's not going to admit to it ever. It's just like a waste of breath to fight with her. What better than to expose her on national TV? Like you expose Because it's not the same. She needs to admit it. (laughs) Admit it. But it's like everyone knows. Yeah, but she's like, everyone knows. Move on. I kind of understand her on that that thing because I'm one of those like, I don't care if you if you act like you're sorry or you're apologetic. I need the words. I understand it. uh, I'm like fine but yeah at some point it was excessive I even like walked away to go get something to drink I was like okay this is I was like god please move on yeah it was it was nothing about it and I will say this as much as I criticize Monday no no go ahead oh I was gonna say I I will say this about Ramona though and I tweeted this out as much as I dislike a lot about Ramona I really do feel it's sad that she gets so stressed. She loses her bowels. Like that is <laughs> sad to me. Like I I'm like, Oh my God, she had to go to the bathroom or like when Dorinda, remember when Dorinda literally scared the shit out of her and she pooped in the, yeah. in the, and then Sonia's like, is that poop on the floor? Where, where were they in Mexico? Of course. Yeah. In Cartagena. Oh, that's right. Cartagena. And all Dorinda did was walk in. Cause she had sent the, the, group chat those articles and Ram- and Dorinda walked in and that was enough to like make Ramona oh. shit her pants like <laughs> totally. so like totally. I do have some sympathy for Ramona in that aspect I really hope she like gets IBS pills or something it, it, it stresses me out that when they get into confrontations because that's housewives and I don't want her to be shitting her pants well but that's part of it the thing, okay, so I wanted to bring you something. So we talked about Luan having her favorite, hey, her fake rosé. Uh-huh. They go to the winery and she's like, you know what? I'm going to get my fake rosé. Yeah, from the that giant ass bottle. <laughs> so she gets a dark bottle. Uh-huh. And I want to make an emphasis on the dark bottle because later on on the show, she has a clear bottle. So she drank a whole bottle to oh, herself. Oh shit! I did not notice that. I will have to catch that. I'm fast forwarding yeah. it right now as we're speaking. Because um, she has, oh. if you're in the the bottle that she has on the winery that she grabs, and it's on the table, it's a dark bottle. It's a dark green bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the clear one is going to be at the end of the of the episode at the bar scene. Where yeah. Leah confronts her. Oh yeah, you're right. I do remember. Um, before we get there, as they're leaving the winery, whose leopard was was better? Who did you like, Leah or Ramona? <laughs> okay, so I love. This is another example of why Sonia and Ramona are the best. <laughs> Sonia. Okay, so Ramona's still mad about Leah confronting her. Uh-huh. She hates. She's mad at Leah at the moment. Sonia goes to her to calm her down, to talk about it and all that. And then uh, during Ramona's rant about being mad at uh, Leah, Mm -hmm. she says, and I had to write it down because it was (laughs) like like gold. Ramona, it's like, 
Leah lied about me. She has aggressive anger issues. She's gone too far. She's dressed like, like an animal. She's straight. She's going to the safari. She looks like a zebra. She has ten prints. And Sonia goes, so do you. So do you. So, so do you. Yeah. Ramona. No, I have leopard and leopard. Just two different colors, but it's the same print. And Sonia, and your glasses are a third print. <laughs> and Ramona looks at her so mad. And she says, I'm going to scream. <laughs> and then Ramona screams. End of scene. That little. No, no, no. Scene. Not end of scene. Ebony then says in the background, I'm not going over there. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot that part. But I was just talking about the end of scene. Where yes, I Ramona love that whole scene. That was actually one of my favorites. <laughs> Because for me, that's when you can see how Sonia holds up to Ramona yes. and calls Ramona on her stuff. Yes. And but I thought then, it was so funny she called out the glasses. I mean, that's good eye to detail right there. Yes. That's when you're like, you uh-uh, don't come for Leah because you are, <laughs> so funny. I am not doing it. And she, but I, I really <laughs> like that. That's the whole Sonia and Ramona that I love because yeah. The thing that makes it fun to watch. It, it really is. is. That was such a funny part. And, and that's like two white women from Upper East Side. Right, like, right. This this would be what the fight is. Yeah. <laughs> and something. But that's just a friendship. And they get each other and they like fight and they hold accountable one accountable. another. Yeah. And who did you like the the print on better? Because we we made this a poll. Who did you like? Uh, in the in the animals. No oh, you, you know one? Oh, okay. Majority of the Latinas voted for Leah, which I was surprised because it looked horrendous, but okay. Because <laughs> I think that people focused more on her top. On the top, the, yeah. Uh-huh. The pants. Yeah, because the, the top was cute. cute. The tiger print, if she would have worn just some blue jeans with that, that would have been cute. Yeah, or even a pant. A oh, black like pant. a black leather. Or yeah. But the whole, like, she's, she looks like she's going to war because she has, like, a striped top and then the pants have, have patches of different animal print. Right. With and green. And you're like, wait, what? What's this? Yeah. Yeah, I like the top. I like the tiger print top. That's about it. And I like the boots. It's very Leah. I would never wear those boots, but, you know, it's Leah. Um, I think, oh, right before they leave, I, okay, I thought this was so funny. Um, So Ebony takes, and it's a big difference. Ebony, and I feel you, Ebony, because I'm the same way. Like, if I'm paying for this shit, I'm taking some of this. And Ebony packs, like, I think they were macaroons. Or something very small in her purse. The lobster rolls. She's like, and, and like, see, that's oh, tiny. It's in your purse. God. And then Sonia's like, see, she takes the lobster too. And I was like, no, girl, no. Y'all took whole ass lobsters. Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her yeah. and Ramona like that's slid lobsters lobster. that you didn't pay for, ma'am. That was like a hostess party. Like someone was hosting that party in their home. And she took like, I will never forget that scene. I think it was last season because I was like, and you know, I don't know if this is a Puerto Rican thing too, but like for sure Mexicans, we're taking us, we're taking a plato, we're taking a centerpiece from the quinceanera, you know, but, but like, I've never seen someone take like whole ass lobsters. 
No. That's not going in the new one. That's why I was like, no, it's not the same. Little cute lobster roll and little macaroons is not the same as a whole ass lobster. lobster. We are not in the same boat here. Um, so I just thought that was really funny. And so now we're in the in the van or whatever. They're what do they call it? Kenya called it a sprinter, right? A, the sprinter. Um, those yes. mega vans. And so what did you think about that scene with um Sonia? It, a lot of comments on Twitter about it. Sonia, that's when Sonia starts spiraling. Mm-hmm. Because she's I don't think that she ate anything at the winery. Mm-hmm. You know, she just drank, but I didn't see her eating per se. Mm-hmm. I saw her drinking, mm-hmm. but I don't think that she is eating. So she only has drinks, alcohol in her system. And she's getting crazy Sonia, like mean, mm-hmm. hurtful, crazy Sonia, and that's drunk Sonia. Yeah. And I, I don't know why she's so mad with Luan talking to Garth. Right. Something else. And that's this is where I'm I'm this is the part of the show that I'm I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I'm going to say this, but I'm with Ramona on this one because Ramona says, I think. Um, Sonia is jealous of Luan because mm-hmm. during a pandemic, Luan got someone. Mm-hmm. She wasn't alone. She was, you know, having fun with someone in the middle of a pandemic. And during COVID, and Sonia didn't, and Luan did. So I think. This yeah. Is- yeah, I and think that has a lot of truth to it. Totally. You know, because it's like. Um- it's it's that same it's going back to like you know misery loves company um it, it's it's nice when we're in the same boat together but now you're off in the boat i want to be in and i'm left here mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point i could see that that's- and so we see the countess by the top that she's using in her confessionals yeah. <laughs> because they are going to the they're going shopping at the town Sonia doesn't want to buy anything. I don't. I think that's Sonia part of her stress. Mm-hmm. It's the whole economic and money issues that she has. Mm-hmm. So she's like I'm not buying anything. Yeah, surprise me, and I'm like okay. Then they go to another store, and and the one besides loves a top, the black top with the ruffled feathers, you know, with a bump. She out. must really love that top because she uses it in her confessional now. So like. Luan really loved that top. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, I'm going to buy you one, Sonia. It's 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 not that expensive. It's not expensive. It's cheap. I'm going to buy you one. You didn't have to say that, but okay, sure. And so I'm like, oh, wow, that's like a whole new countess. Okay. She's introducing herself to the drivers as Lou, and she's buying a reasonably priced clothing like the rest of us. We've come a long way. <laughs> Yeah, we've come a long way, and so now they're all sitting down. What, what did we skip? The restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're going. They but they are first at the bar part of the restaurant. Oh, so, that's when they have the conversation. That's right. Yeah, Ebony, Ramona, and Sonia are going to have a drink. Leah asks for a mocktail. And Luan says, I'll be right back. And then Luan goes and it's smoking outside with a bottle of the fake rosé. Mm-hmm. 
and the wine glass. And this was the first time her tagline made sense to me now. I was like, oh, okay, that's what she's talking about. She's like, of all my vices. Because she said that in the confessional too, right? She's like, I'm not going to give, um, I gave up alcohol. I'm not going to give cigarettes yet. Yeah. Smoking and still not. So they're over there. And then Luana returns with a cup of fake rosé on her hand. And she's like, yeah. And Leah asks her, like, yeah, you're good. She's like, yeah. It's just like I had a strong urge to drink. So I needed to have myself away. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that how what, so, what Leah says, mentions here about, and she confronts, she tells one, she's like, don't you think that maybe just drinking the fake rosé from a wine glass isn't really helping? Mm-hmm. But then Luan goes, gets, gets mad. She's like, but you're doing the same. You have a mocktail, a drink. She's like, this is a mocktail. Well, it's the same. She's like, I am, mm, no, not really. Yes, it's the same because you're drinking a fake alcohol drink. So it's the same. And then you can see how Luan is like not open to it. Yeah. And Leah just decides to drop it. She's like, you know what? I'm going to say anything. Yeah. Because Mm-hmm. I tried to I tried to bring it up because I don't think that's helping her I don't think that it's actually doing anything good for Leah for Luan to be mm-hmm. drinking a fake rosé from a wine glass this right. is carrying her own fake rosé mm-hmm. Leah is not on the same boat because Leah was drinking seltzers like um seltzer water on the winery Mm-hmm. Was, Leah wasn't drinking fake rosé at the winery. Yeah, and she was carrying her own her own bottle about it. Yeah, I think um, it was a good so conversation piece because I did the poll on both Twitter and on Instagram stories, and people were split 50-50. You know, I was asking, "Is Leah right? Is this a slippery slope?" Because you're in essence still pretending to drink, so you never really get yourself over the urge to drink you're just supplementing mm-hmm. kind of like vape right like vaping yeah like you're still doing the same movement so you're not quenching or you're not scratching that itch you're just supplementing it with something else as opposed mm-hmm. to getting rid of the urge so there's that and then a, it was 50 50 on both a lot of people felt like it's it's okay it's a way to cope and she's not drinking and i thought this was just really interesting because um during the pandemic, you know, tequila and wine sales skyrocketed and so many it. people yeah. were struggling. And I'm a little bit of Leah in this sense where I know, like, I know myself, I'm not a good, sad drunk. Like, I can only go out and party and drink if I'm in a good place in my life. When I'm, like, in a bad place, I'm not the type that's going to go drink Cause I get real, real sad and depressed and I don't like how I feel. I don't like how, um, I feel when I'm drinking and I'm sad. So like this whole pandemic, I haven't drank cause I know it's not going to be a good high for me. I'm going to make it worse, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that was a, a really good opening door. I think we should have more conversations, especially in the pandemic, just kind of really how a lot of, a lot of us used alcohol to cope, or maybe people like me couldn't use alcohol to cope because we know it's going to be like a really bad dive. At least for me, it is. I I can't, I, I, it'll be too much for me emotionally. I'm only able to function if I'm a happy, uh, spirited 
drinking full and then and then I'm happy then I'm in my head nothing goes crazy but the times that I've been sad or depressed or struggling and I've gone out to drink oof it's bad 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 and so I think those were those were important conversations about knowing your limits um you know so I learned with myself when this pandemic started I have not drank anything because I'm going to end up crying and being depressed and sad and making it worse for myself, you know? Yeah, it's not even worth it. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting about their conversation because I've often thought in this pandemic, like, could I do a mocktail because I feel like I'm missing out on something, like, especially now that summer's coming, but I also don't want alcohol Mm. because I don't want to get more sad and start spiraling, right? Um, But she made a good point, like... I don't know. I'm, I'm mixed emotions on it. I think Leah has a good point, but I also think that if we don't deal with the root of the problem, it doesn't matter how long we go without a drink, you know? Exactly. But, and I think that she has a good point because she's pointing it out to Luan and Luan just gets so defensive and I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, and she did it with love. I felt like Leah for once was not trying to get her own point across. She was, yeah. She was trying to like say to her, like one-on-one yeah without the friends around her right listen but because she just wanted to be there for Luan but Luan wasn't receiving it Luan wasn't accepting it she was Luan was feeling attacked mm-hmm. so I think that's what's going to go through the next few days when they are in the Hamptons because already Luan is going to have her guard up because of this and I don't know if someone else is going to say it because and if take her off bottle, yeah <laughs> yeah because if she has her own, her own supply of fake per se let's face let's face it how do you know it's a fake per se right right i mean we don't know you know her... i don't know right it, it may have like instead of a four percent alcohol you may have a 1.5 or a two mm-hmm. it may have some I didn't even know people had faux rosé. I had to look it up in this episode. Did you know it existed before Actually, this? Yes, because on the past season, um, PJ, uh, um, Dorit's husband. PK. PK, darling. PK, darling. <laughs> yes, well, PK had a party. Uh, one of the parties that they did was about a fake rosé. Oh, really? A rosé, yes. Huh. Because PK going to make you have a- to vote more nasal yeah. oh her accent cracks me up it's one of my favorite like fake accents on this whole like the whole browser pk <laughs> pk something like something weird pk we're making a fake like rosé pk it's because she says k so strong pk yeah. okay okay <laughs> oh she cracks me up anyway um were we talking about the faux rosé oh yeah i didn't even know i didn't even know till this episode that it existed i was like i literally googled it what is this and how much is this and why is everyone drinking rosé like summer house is like rosé all day because they have hampton water in is that, summer is that house, hampton water <laughs> in summer house they have a rosé called hampton water that i'm pretty sure it's the son of bon jovi that has the hampton water oh my god like when the boyfriends arrived right now in this season sorry to anyone little diversion of summer house but i just saw that when um the boyfriends get there and both of them ask for water and everyone's like oh we don't have water i'm like how do you not have water how do you not have drinking water for people but they have lover boy and rosé 
to the heavens like it's insane um how much how much uh rosé they drink for everything and i don't know which episode it was where they're like it's an emergency get the get the rosé <laughs> yes I was, I, I'm, I'm rethinking my stance on rosé. I feel like I should try some now. Uh, see what the fuss is all about. Because the first one that actually brought rosé to the Bravo universe was Vanderpump. Oh, oh, that's right. Diamonds and rosé, darling. Yes, that's right. Rosé queen. That's right. All hail. I, my bad. I forgot. Um, but I didn't know they had faux rosé. That's the one I didn't know. Or oh, like yeah. all um what's another one that they have some other anyway what do you think about this and this is a, the another sidebar as i was watching the end of summer house i'm like Lindsay would be a great roni housewife what do you think totally yeah <laughs> she needs to get married and yep. have some money and go to the upper east yeah side. she'll be like mm-hmm. another bethany yes yeah i think she's the next generation of bethany actually right to get there yeah so having fun at uh, so whenever uh, she's done with summer house um i'm i'm excited to see her candidate for yeah Mm -hmm. she can be a candidate for roni yeah i i i'm excited that's what i was thinking i'm like well this has got to end at some point right you can't can't be summer housing it forever and and um what her next move because she's on a timeline I was like, she needs to see about getting on Roni. That'd be kind of cool. I would see. I would stick around to watch her. It'd be a whole mm-hmm. new fan base. Totally. Okay, so now we go back to the the big finale, yeah, yeah. the big fight. Oh, what are your to thoughts? Roni at the dinner, and Sonia is three sheets of wind. Mm-hmm. Sonia is strong, like totally completely drunk she's like uh-uh she and she's a mean drunk that we all know mm-hmm. so right then they are starting to talk about it and when it takes a turn to the worst she luan calls garth and she's like oh hi girls say hi to garth <laughs> and over here it's ramona like dying like garth 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 like oh please like uh. <laughs> And I'm like, bro, what's wrong with you? She, that's her man. Like, let her be. Like, okay. So, but Sonia's drunk. Afterwards, after Luan finishes her call, Sonia picks up her phone and calls someone. Mm-hmm. And that someone was William. Mm-hmm. So William says, oh, hi, honey. Hi, beautiful. How are you? You're like, And she's already slurring her words. So she ends the call okay fine mm-hmm. then she's she says something i don't know what what they say something that she calls because this is edited so i don't know how much time was between because she called william two times yeah the first was right after Garth. then some time ha- passed and she calls william again right and the second time he's like what happened like right like like okay like don't call me like i already answered you once right so and then she's like no because we're talking here and you know how we are because the bank chase morgan 
our bank it's doing because we i have donated oh yeah that's how it started because she was talking about all the money they raised for aids work and all that and the girls were kind of being dismissive like oh she's drunk she's drunk so then to prove her point she calls him back again so that he can tell her and right and he is not able to talk clearly and talk about what she's talking ebony takes her phone Mm-hmm. and talk to William and that's mm-hmm. where we found out that um Chase Morgan has had pledged 30 billion mm-hmm. to close the wealth gap between the poor and middle class so we're talking about that and that's and he's saying the information Ebony is confirming it and afterward and then she's like and Ebony says because of your God, because the work that you guys are doing, that's why I decided to go with you for my mortgage for my new place. And then Ramona goes, but Wells Fargo has better rates. Mm-hmm. And that's just blows. That sets off. This was Dorinda oh, with yeah. your not a Morgan. <laughs> don't the, touch the Morgan letters. The, yeah, All that, the whole yeah. don't touch the Morgan letters. Um, it's like she's like don't you talk about my family <laughs> you are not talking you're choosing them over my family you have to choose my family yeah like yeah. that got out of control and kudos to ebony i mean those were some great she's oh, a master yeah. of de-escalating situations totally like Completely. that was amazing again quick thinking on her feet let me have the phone let me shift the narrative move the conversation and also enlighten us like you said and just for anyone listening specifically um i don't want to say it it was poor families per se but because the article is specifically saying that due to i I googled the article Okay, um, they're awesome. they're trying it. to eradicate systemic racism and because oh, of yeah. that they want to offer money and loans and home and capital and all that to black and latinx communities so um i thought that was really cool although sidebar someone dm me when i posted this and they're like oh they've done a lot of shady shit the morgans we're doing a deep dive so stay tuned for that but I was giving them tremendous credit because, you know, I mean, everyone, I these big institutions, I'm sure they're all problematic. But I do think at least the effort um, to give 30, was it million or billion? Might have been billion. Billion, billion right? A billion. Um, I had three. <laughs> yeah, billion, beyond. That's amazing. And to specifically help small business or families or you know black and latinx communities i'm here for it i love it i'm ready to actually because i bank with wells fargo and for real because of this episode i'm when earth two starts up and (laughs) i'm back to everything financially normal i think i'm gonna go with chase because of this episode um yeah i thought i thought i think like ebony i want to help my people i think that's great that's really good. Yeah, I thought that and was that's really cool. how we ended up with Sonia. You don't talk about my family. You don't talk. You know, you don't talk about my family. You don't. What else she said? She said something else. Yeah, uh, she's up in Ramona's face. My family. You're insulting my family. 
what's wrong with you? And right then, Luan gets up from the table and she <laughs> says, I can't do this. Yeah. You can hear it in the background. Yeah. And that's how the episode went. Ugh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. And can you imagine being a new person in, in all this and having to, like, you know, navigate these different personalities, big personalities? Yeah, um, because they're so strong. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. I feel like, me too i was like oh this this is a lot um so it was state you know viewers stay tuned that's where they left us on a bl- big cl- cliffhanger and uh and we were next that's what that's when sonia uh, um luani's crying i can't do this so oh and sure. then heather comes over right yes and heather comes over because oh in this dinner before the whole fight about with Sonia and Ramona, Leah brings up what Heather has been saying. Right. About them. Mm -hmm. But apparently Luan didn't know Mm -hmm. anything. So she's like, who does she think she is talking about us like that? I'm like, girl, you invited her a week ago, but she has said that for the past 10 months. Mm-hmm. As a big time Bravo uh, Roni fan, what do you think about Leah's move to? I think it's fair because I would do the same thing. I'm like, I'm sorry, she may be your friend, but she's a shitty ass friend and she's not lying. Mm-hmm. Sorry for my French, but she's like, um, she's lying to your face. Yeah. And here's the evidence this is what she says behind your back. Do you want her here? Do you want her to be here? With- you know you know it's funny because i was listening to one of the the all-star bravo podcast things and there was a lot of people on on that conversation and they were really hating leah they're hardcore long-term roni fans and they were all saying that she is making like yes heather may have done these things but who is she to bring this stuff up acting like she's an og housewife and i thought that was a really interesting take I didn't see it that way, but that's why I was asking you. Like you're the that way she's defending the OGs, actually. That's what because I took it like. Not, she's standing up for her friends. That Heather is going after the OGs. Uh-huh. So that's so and I understand that. I'm like, wait, if she's and if you already like are friends with her for a few years and she's talking that crap about you, what she's going to talk about me. Right. I don't want to be with her in the same room. Because I don't, if she already knows you and she's supposedly her, your friend, what she's going to talk about me. And I'm like, you know what? That's right. Like, I actually am I'm on, Leah's, on Leah's side. I, I agree. I, I thought she was being defensive of her friends and she loves them like family. Yeah. Like, they may fight or whatever, but she's like, I would never talk that she, that she, that Heather said about them so oh you know one one part um that i would i found interesting and this goes back to your point about how they edit things out we don't really see ebony drink all that much but right before the garth call the garth phone call luann tells her um you must have a hollow leg and i didn't know what that meant so i had to google it and it says someone who can drink a lot who can drink and eat a lot because she has been eating 
everything you can do. And so I was like, how much she is she drinking? Because she ate the lobster roll. She ate the macaroons. She was going to order the skirt steak. She was going to order a soup. <laughs> she was going to order a salad. And I love she, it. I love when the housewives really eat because I hate when they don't. <laughs> and you can see her eating. The other ones aren't eating. Oh, they had they already had like um oysters at the bar. Yeah. So they yeah. already had oysters. I love it. I love how I love when the housewives eat. I think that is body positivity and we should be eating. We are humans. Yes. <laughs> so I just thought that was so funny that she was like, you have a hollow leg. And I'm, I was like, what does that mean? Because I haven't seen her drink really. But I don't know what's edited out, you know, how because it looks like it's a long ass day. I mean, totally. they started That's at like, like in the day. Yeah, they started at like 10 a.m. The second day, it, it's that dinner. It ends with that. Mm-hmm. And it actually says to be continued show. So it was to the point that they didn't even like, like, yeah, it's going to be hard to watch the oh next my God. day. So, Sonia just up. licked her phone. I'm watching the end of it again. <laughs> she licked her cell phone. Man, Sonia is really three sheets to the William, wind. Because William, it's on, she has William on camera. So that lick, what's the William? <laughs> Jesus. To to in defense of Sonia, one thing I tweeted is, although yes, she's drunk and being belligerent. However, she was telling the truth. He was the head of diversity. Uh, like all those little things were verified when um Ebony took the phone, and they are they are mm-hmm. doing things in the because I was like, she might be drunk, but she's not a liar. <laughs> That's a thing. That's yeah. why people like her. She may be drunk, but she's not a liar. Mm-hmm. She was being honest. Well, guys, um, we hope you have enjoyed this thoroughly with us, our full recap. And stay tuned. Come back and have us uh, listen to us break down the next uh, episode this season of Roni. What, what is your takeaway? What are you looking forward to next episode, Alwyn? Well, this, it's going to be a hard episode because we're going to see, continue to see Sonia spiral spiraling down so yeah it's going to be a messy episode because she's going to keep fighting with Ramona and Ramona has always had her back yeah so when they fight I don't like it I don't mind yeah because Sonia gets mean drunk and hits below the belt Mm -hmm. she does like she's like they're in this in that aspect that Mm -hmm. when they are like really drunk they're really really yeah really mean Mm -hmm. and Sonia gets like that she's not the bubbly self that she is that she normally is the fun self she gets mean and from what we saw the shorts for uh, the upcoming episode it's going to be like a hard thing to watch between them then after that I want to see how they confront Heather if they confront Heather and because Heather is going to be arriving the next day yeah, that's my takeaway. I want to see where Ramona's loyalties lie. Is she going to kiss Heather's ass or is she going to like support oh, yeah. Leah? Totally. You know, no, she's going to kiss Heather's ass. Like, and totally. once that happens, I want to see like, I want to see Ebony's skills again because now I know she's a master of diffusing a situation. <laughs> so I'm taking notes. I want to learn from Ebony. I mean, 
when we think about it, I go back to the point you made, right? Like she, she worked at Fox News. If anyone is prepared to handle these Roni ladies, it's Ebony. It's her. Yeah. Um, she was correspondent for Fox News for like a few years. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so like if you can deal with that shit. Yeah. You're, you're fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, deal with them. Oh, you're right. This does go on for a while because we still have their fancy pants dinner, their posh dinner. It's going to be, like- and then Garth is going to come over. Oh, yeah, okay. The third episode, the third day at the Hamptons. They're going to be over there for five days. So apparently, so that's only the third day. It's going to be next Tuesday. It's going to be the third day. It's going to be go the Hamptons while. and yeah. arriving. Well, we will be here, guys. We will have all the cheese for you. So stay tuned and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Bye.